Is this really episode 156? Damn. Good morning, good evening, welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And I'm Rick Beta, just adjusting my headphones here for a sec. If you're new to the show, welcome. I try and you know publish these episodes every, lately it's been Saturday, but every Friday, Saturday-ish, just subscribe, you don't have to worry about it. And it's usually just me spitting into the mic, but I've also been known to interview some amazing guests, so be sure to like circle back. Check those out, you know, follow them, buy their books, whatever they're selling or pitching or talking about, support it, please, because I only bring on the best guests. Trust me, go back and listen. And you can follow along on social media at Rick Beta, that's R I C K B A T A, and also email the show, nomongapodcast at gmail.com. Either way, 24 7, I'm here for you. So, Tony Hawk's new documentary, Until the Wheels Fall Off, debuted on HBO. What was it? This week, right? It seems like it's just been a long week for me, but it debuted earlier this week. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint. I mean, no shock there, right? No surprise. However, I do think they could have named it, named it differently and maybe opened it up for another possible documentary down the road with someone else. Hmm. But more on that later. And if you haven't seen it yet, or maybe you just don't plan on seeing it. You're like, oh, I'm done. I don't want to see it. Basically, what I'm going to do, I was going to provide some notes and just some insight on what I saw along the way. But this this documentary, I have obviously, because I knew it was going to happen, I have non-skater friends reaching out, obviously skater friends. And, and you know, you see your timeline and just all these various individuals in the world are checking this out. Because a lot of people, I mean, Tony Hawk is a well-known name. He's a, He's known by many, many people around the world. We know that. You know, we know this. So, but I really enjoyed it. But I, well, here's the, here's the deal though. I consumed it like in chunks. Uh, what is it? it? Took over like three days. You know, because I was watching it at night. <laughs> you know, after the kids go to bed. So I mean, usually that means, oh yeah, it's like oh, I fall asleep in no time. So it took me like three days to get through it. It's not that it was boring. It's just it was late in the day. So uh, Sam Jones did an amazing job. He asked many, many great, like, and really poignant questions. And it was cool to see how like. You, Tony felt like so comfortable, very just, you know, at ease discussing, you know, some very difficult times in his life, you know. However, we didn't even get to hear from Tony until about three minutes and 50 seconds in because it was just attempt after attempt after attempt. You know, he was the, the moment when he retired the 900 that a lot of us have seen that footage, know what happened, of course. But, you know, he did drop us, you know, one nugget of wisdom here. So here's what he said. If you're convinced you're going to fail that will come to fruition. So I was like, message. I've been really good about keeping a positive mindset, you know, these past four years. 2018 is kind of when I, it finally clicked for me. And I'm finally seeing the light, you know, knowing that I have a, like a solid foundation between my ears. I know that will help me with many aspects in life, except for mega ramps. Okay. No amount of positive thinking can change my point of view of like regarding like that. You see how insane that Roland looked at 5 minutes, 25 seconds in? Hell no. Hell no. I'm looking at my palms right now. They're getting sweaty. I just started this podcast. It's already sweaty. Tony, let me be completely honest with you, though, okay? And I hope that you forgive me, but I am fully, fully convinced that I would fail miserably at Roland in that mega ramp. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> and a big if... If I should survive the roll-in without dying, of course, there's no way in hell that I'd be able to clear that gap. No way in hell. <laughs> no. 
I just can't do it. My broken body would come to fruition. So although, like, I do agree with the statement in overall life and everything. I know you're talking about with skateboarding. I just wanted to point that out, that I would be one, it would be 100% true for me in that, in that situation. I would be very positive about taking the elevator back down, causing an inconvenience to all the filmers, you know, the other skaters trying to ride, anyone involved. I have no problem be, you know, being that guy. I don't even think I could slide down, like, on my butt. Am I the only one thinking this? That's just a little too hardcore for me. Just, uh, it, it's ridiculous. That was just insane. How do you, and the wind's blowing in your, through your hair and your ears. Just to roll down and, no, no thanks. It did get real, though, about seven minutes in. And it reminded me of when I went to visit my grandma when she was in a nursing home. You know, because I, too, had to, you know, wheel her out, you know, after she got her hair cut. You know, sometimes I'd show up, oh, yeah, like Tony asked, I'm going to wheel her out after. And either I'd get there and she'd be being, you know, spoon-fed her lunch and I'd help out with that. You know, she also had a Alzheimer's as well. And towards the end, she couldn't really speak at all. She just cried. You know, which to me, though, was a good thing. Because that meant she still knew who I was. And maybe she really, she knew, like her situation and where she was it just it just made her sad but i mean she did, she did until the very end she remembered who it was she would cry every time so painful and even though it was so tough and depressing to walk into that building every week before i went in i walked in i would pause right at the door take a deep breath you know be grateful for the previous visit that i'd had with her you know, the one that was really good. I'm, okay, this could be the last one, and this might suck. This might, she might not remember me. And COVID really messed things up, too, towards the end. Because I didn't even get to go in and see her. I didn't even get to be in the same room. We had to call. We were outside. We're like, hi, Grandma. On a speakerphone. All she did was cry. We had the kids with us. Hi, oh, my, the kids are getting so big. Like, we had to speak. We had to just talk and carry the conversation. It sucked. Tony's mom looked like she had it, like, I don't want to say worse, but it was, she didn't even acknowledge him, you know, and that, that's such a tough feeling. And that was what I feared. But he handled it like a pro. And although I guess it's hard to say what's worse, you know, not being able to talk like my grandma or, or remembering who you are. You know what I mean? Not remembering who you are. I mean, breaking down and crying versus like not knowing who you are. It's just, it's just, there's no way. Either way, either way, it sucked. Big time. It's just such a painful position to be in. I'm glad they showed that. I'm glad they highlighted that. And all you can do is just talk. Tony knew that. He taught. He just carried on the conversation. He probably knew, though, like deep down inside, his mom on a very small and minute level you know, could comprehend what he was saying. And maybe, maybe, just maybe connect some of the info, you know, being, being gathered up there. She just couldn't reciprocate, you know. She couldn't couldn't say it and he's just like talking about oh the kids are getting bigger now and this that's all you can do it was hard not to get emotional seeing that ex exchange and the double hand hold 824 that you know that had me sniffling through my right nostril what a great moment seriously but i do love how she finally spoke when she when he said goodbye you know it sounded like she said i love you too because i rewound that a couple times it sounds like she said i love you too hopefully tony took it that way you know Loved hearing that. My grandma would do the same thing too. You know, it'd be quiet. We're talking, and she became way more vocal when I was. I said, "Okay, grandma, I gotta go." 
And it made it even more tough to leave. It made me feel even more guilty for leaving. It never got easy. It never got easy. Leaving sucked. But I could relate so much to that. The very walk that Tony had back to his car. It's like I almost could like think what was in his brain. Same thoughts. It's the worst time ever. The walk of suck is what I'll call it. Been there, done that. But this documentary, you know, had a lot of great cameos. You know, Stacy Peralta, of course. We knew that he was going to be in it. Uh, it was awesome seeing Neil Blender. Yeah, yeah, Neil Blender. And I kept waiting for him to say, hey, eggs. You know, Neil Blender rules. And his impression of Frank Hawk. Yeah, baby. That was pretty funny. Classic Blender. I bet he nailed it, too. You know, he'd been around Frank for a while. I believed it. I bet it was spot on. But things didn't start getting real deep until Rodney Mullen appeared on screen. You know, just the parallels they both had, you know, uh, uh, on their rise to domination. That was that was pretty interesting. We've kind of known that, have heard about it over the years, you know. And as he said, no one understood us, but we understood each other. You know, calculus variations or not, these two had a common bond. You know, unlike Tony and Dwayne Peters, didn't see that appearance coming, dude. <laughs> I, I think I think I remember. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne just hated a lot of you know kids back in the day, a lot of up and comers. But Dwayne hated Tony back in the day. Well, mostly his flippity doodah baton tricks, as he said. I was like, ouch, Dwayne. Not every skater can be a you know slippery ride a roo thing and a bobber around the coping skater. You feel me? Now, although I, I kind of remember hearing or reading about skaters not liking Tony, I'm talking like a lot more than what we saw. But as I said, though, I kind of remember hearing or reading about skaters not liking Tony and, or his style early on. But it was a trip hearing him get booed by all those fans like in stereo. Boo! Tony Hawk, right about 30 minutes in during that whole Hosoi versus Hawk scenario, booed. Like hardcore, like just people, people hated him. They're all these disgusting. They're probably Suchu would have been in there and be like, those are disgusting tricks. I don't even think it's, yeah, Suchu wasn't even alive back then, but if he was, you know, go back to, those are disgusting. Get your baton. Boo! Boo! At Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh, look how far he's come though, right? I mean, one that, of course, there was a beer can involved at the bottom of what the pool he was riding. He fell on it. He almost fell into it. But booing Tony Hawk was such a strange thing to hear. And I can't remember if I heard or read about that, but still, it just it hit me a different, it hit me differently this time around. And Tony held back, you know, from throwing that beer can, though. That's huge. That is very key. I mean, literally critical to his career. He knew at an early age that is not the answer. Don't, nope, nope. It would have made things only worse for him. You know, all of a sudden there's like 50,000 cans down there, right? So that was a key moment in his life. And it was kind of like that that chip that, that we all know he went on to dominate and pretty much win every contest for years and years. And he ended Dwayne Peters, you know, and many others' careers. It's just straight chop, boom, you're done. Next. Well, at least their contest careers. Tony did that. Got booed, killed people's careers. It's like a Disney movie theme. Now, what if he decided to throw the, back that can? You know, that's the thing. Like, what if he decided to throw back that can? Then what, you know? Like I said, he would have gotten pelted by dozens more. And he was right. He said it. He said it. 
He can't win that fight. All he could do was suck it up, put in the work, shut up the haters. Message. But frankly, though, I wish they, they should have tracked down like some or some or all of that crowd, you know, if there, some of them are still alive, from that contest. All the ones who booed, you know, do like a follow-up, like a where are they now? You know, how'd that turn out for you? How'd you turn out in life? How are things going for you? We all know how Tony's did. You regret doing those booze? Who's the guy that threw the beer can? Do you, you regret that? Was it one of the daggers? Let's go on a hunt and find some of those uh, fans you know, that booed that night. How best can we make that happen? I'd love to have them on the podcast. Wouldn't that be cool? Just do like a, a, a get like five to ten of them on. Maybe they just all boo me. Boo, Rick, boo! We still hate Tony Hawk. Boo! Flippity-doo-dah, baton tricks. No! But I was hoping to hear that, like, you know, I, I'm guessing. Say, we have, you know, the title cards pop up says Adam. I'm just guessing the name. You know, Tony Hawk Booer back in the day, you know. Just say, How, how's that working out for you now? Sam's, like, kind of doing, like, some crucial questions, getting all psychological on him. But Tony was a class act for that one. Class act. I was like, I, I, I had to write that down. But it was so strange to hear all the booing. What a crazy moment in time. But at the time, though, it was just like, to me in my head, it was a total like, leave Tony alone. You're lucky he even performs for you bastards. Tony be like, you hear me? My name is Tony freaking Hawk. You know, he's on the bottom of the pool, he's screaming up to the, you know, the crowd. You better recognize. And then he just holds his board, you know, because they had wide boards back then. He could have held that board above his head and just dodged those cans hitting his head. I'll take on all of you. Hold my board. Hold my poodle. I'll take on all of you. You start with you, buddy. With the cutoff shirt. Midriff showing. Bring it on, dude. Take your glasses off, too. Let's do this. There were a couple, like, didn't need to see that moments in here, though. First one, at least from what I recall, at least what I wrote down, that, that went into my brain and just kind of messed with me. At 48-19, when Chris Miller got knocked out cold yeah i didn't need to see that nope no gracias but i did pause it then though and look at how huge those pool walls are what it has like what's that two or three feet of vert at least i'll never understand how people can do that how you how do you skate something like that yet alone just drop in and to take a fall from that high up and that fast Brutal concussion, though. His arm, because you know how when you fall and you, your, your arms get erect, like, uh, you see it all the time in football. Yeah, I didn't really need to see that. Can we re edit it? Can we edit that out? Do like a, a redo on that? But I was tripping out on all the contest dates, though, because Tony had won so many contests before I even started skating. And I was tripping out on that because I started back in 87. Tony had been like, well into his world domination by then. And he continued on and on and on. But let's get real here, though. Quick, qu- quick raise of hands. How many of you got emotional when Dwayne Peters talked about how like Tony handled his dad's death and, and how he handled his Dwayne's son's death and all the trash talking that Dwayne did? Yeah, I'm holding my hand up. I mean, once again, pure class. I watched that like three times. I had to rewind. I was like, what, what just happened? After all that was said and done, Tony showed a lot of character there. 
and all the cameras around. He's like, Dwayne, let's go down here. I'm really sorry for your son. He could have easily smacked him, done a crane kick on him. So he, that's the second time, like, if you think about it, at least they have to point out. I know he has plenty more where his character showed, like, just, it was amazing. I respect that so much. That's like a Hollywood movie moment right there, you know? And it's talking about his son. He's like, yeah, my son admired you, looked up to you. I'm like, what the hell? Dwayne Peters is making me cry. What the? Seriously? But I kept thinking of when, you know, when Rocky, he fought Ivan Drago in Rocky IV, when he was doing that whole, if I could change, and you could change, we all can change. And they cheer, ah! crowd goes nuts total moment parallel moment tony hawk dwayne peters rocky ivan drago you heard it here first they're parallel trajectory similar timelines but seriously if you would have told me at the, before i started this you hey dwayne peters is going to make your left nostril kind of <laughs> sniffle a little bit get some tissue i would have said you're crazy i would have told you to go twirl a baton man go go twirl that thing I'll show you where to put it, but since we're on the topic of you know getting emotional, which is kind of, it was kind of a common thing for me during this. Like seriously, I was like, damn, didn't expect that. It happened again when they were showing the famous you know you know, X Games 900 uh, contest, right? We have all seen it before. I've seen the clip a hundred times. We all know the outcome, but it still tugged in my heart. My little heartstrings were just seeing that again. You know what it was? It was all the damn mood music. You got me, Sam. You win. You win. But that, it, it, you think back of that moment. I mean, even when they were talking about it, because the, you know, the death of skateboarding, the rise and fall of skateboarding, you know, it was on, you know, ESPN, and it's, you know, on the on the rise again, and just doing that, doing that trick at that moment, the look on Tony's face, you know, especially when they were all like, even Bucky was there, and I can't remember who else. They were all kind of patting his head, like giving him the good vibes, and he pulled off that. It's just, it gives me chills. Probably still will forever. You know what didn't give me chills, though? And I'm just going to be, because we're being honest now. Boom, boom, huck jams. Yeah. I mean, I got suckered into it. I, I believe I took my girlfriend, well, now wife at the time. We had a good time, you know? Seeing some booms and hucks and over stuff. But I went once, so don't hate. But, it, I mean, it was cool. It was, yeah, it was a motorcycles, BMXers. We, it was at the... Well, I don't remember what it's called, but the Shark Tank now, the SAP Center here in San Jose, if you know, if you've been out to it. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big venue, <laughs> but seeing fire and flames. and <laughs> But in hindsight, I just remember things like boom, boom, huck jam. Uh, okay. Am I the only one that went to one of those? Can't be the only one. Come on. Let me know if you went to a boom, boom, huck jam. You can, I won't even mention your name. Just send me, hey, yeah, Rick, I, I, I went to. I can't remember what the ticket prices were, but, you know, I'm like, whatever. I saw, I think the Offspring was there. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I don't know. I think I had a couple beers. So I, like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm done talking about Boom Boom Huck Jam. But for as much as I loved this documentary, there is one thing that I hated about it. Absolutely hated. Not the fact that Tony is human. You know, if I can change or... He's not that perfect or that he sought out a therapist or, or took many years of, of just deep 
inside work to finally love himself enough to love others. None of that. I hated the topic of concussions. And even though it wasn't like named specifically, Lance Mountain kind of, he kind of danced around it, kind of tippy-toed around it. I'm talking about CTE. You know, CTE has been, it's been a hot topic for many, many years. Many sports, you know, are now finally seeing the light. Football is the main one, but hockey, soccer, I'm sure baseball, all sports, anything that has a head trauma, heads hitting, you know, especially skateboard, heads hitting the ground. It's been a very hot topic, and skateboarding isn't immune to it. In fact, you know, per Lance, he pretty much knows he has it. I hated hearing that. I hate it. I know it, and I believe it to be true, I mean, especially for many, many skaters, but I still hate it. One quote that stood out was also from Lance. He said, quote, We're grandparents falling out of the sky. Like, damn. That's deep. Grandparents falling out of the sky. Then moments later, you know, Tony is seen attempting to do what would be to him a very casual 540 over the channel. It was on that anniversary chin ramp. And he gets whiplashed to the flat bottom. What a scary moment. Another moment, too. Actually, right up there with Chris Miller's. I didn't need to see that. I could feel that one in my brain, like, instantly. I knew it, all, all the spots where it hurt in his brain. I know exactly how it felt because I felt it, too. I kept thinking, this should have been named until the helmet flies off. And that's no joke. There's no wheels flying off. Helmets are flying off in this documentary. I do love how their father figure, you know, Stacy Peralta, attempted to sucker, I mean, get some people to join in on an intervention to tell Tony to basically stop putting his life on the line. Yeah, good luck with that. hilarious as he said you can't put yourself in that kind of danger at this age who's who in the hell is going to tell tony hawk you can't do this tony hey have a seat man yeah you know what man uh that's great you're retiring all these you're making the nfts and you know people are going to benefit from it but we need you to stop doing that yeah have you ever heard of curb files subscribe get some of their magazines let's talk you know, maybe pick some of their, their mags up. We'll, we'll talk. Follow them on IG. But when he said that, it was just like crickets. <laughs> not one person, not one, wanted to join in on that intervention. It's like, duh. I'm not going to tell him. You tell him. You know that whole moment where it's awkward. It's just t- Tony's standing with an earshot. No, who? You tell him. No, you tell him. Tony's like, what? 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 No, you tell him. I, I'm not. I'm. You start backing up. You know what we can do? Here's here, Actually, I'm thinking about it. Here's how we can do the intervention. We'll do another toilet bowl trick to him or something that relates to like, Tony, if you if you don't stop um, trying 900s at 55, I'm going to flush myself down the toilet. And then all of a sudden, Roddy Mullen goes and oh, Lance is gone, Caballero. Where'd he go? Tony's like, no. First my mom. Now my friends. No. That'll teach him. No more fans to sell NFTs to. Damn it. Lance dropped some knowledge about the topic, though. You know, wanted nothing to do with the whole intervention. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Not touching that. But he also said, kind of like, what's the point? It's too late. It's too late to slow down. 
grandparents are falling from the sky. I hated that moment in the documentary just because it was just another another smack in the face of reality of what we're seeing of all of our you know childhood skating. Uh, I don't want to say heroes, but you know our the skaters that we grew up watching are getting older. A lot of them have CTE, and a lot of the newest newer generations that have been bouncing their head on the pavement for the last 10, 20 years. Same thing's going to happen in the next, you know, another documentary down the road. So I definitely hated that part, but I had to point it out. But after all it was said and done, who would have thought that Rodney would be the one coming up with the title of this documentary? You know? You know, there was like that light bulb moment for Sam Jones. You know, he was like, ding, 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 ding. Rodney was the one that said that. He's like, Sam's like, that's it. That's the name of the project. I do have to admit, though, hearing Roddy's final thoughts on skateboarding, you know, made me question my passion and commitment to the sport. I kind of felt like crap. You know, how, how come I don't think or feel at least a fraction of love and just like passion he has for skateboarding? I just have fun with it. I don't really overthink it. You know, I advise you not to push Mongo and kind of carry on with your life. And I love skateboarding. It's why I do this podcast. I love it. It's the only, not the only, one of the main things I look forward to every week is watching content, reading content, and talking about it. I love skateboarding. But when I hear Rodney talk about it, I'm like, dude, I, I don't love skateboarding. I, I, I practically hate skateboarding compared to how he says it. He just makes me feel like I'm missing out on something. <laughs> like I just don't get it. You know, like his hand gestures and the, the hand on top of each other and all that. I, I, and that I maybe need to go, you know, look at my, go grab a skateboard, look at my skateboard in the eyes and bring it in for a hug. You got to pat it on his back. I don't ever get that deep about my, you know, passion for skateboarding. Is that wrong? I'd love to hear him like break down and get all passionate about manga pushing. That would be amazing. You know, he'd be like, you know what you do? For those who push with their front foot, it's a form of expression. This is deep down, you know? It's what we live for. Pushing with our front foot. And if you haven't experienced it, you don't know. Because when you're at the top of the mountain, you got to push Mongo. You know, it's just something that... Thank you. That was my horrible Rodney impression. But, you know, breaking down manga pushing. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. But I wouldn't be surprised, though, to see another documentary down the road, but with Rodney. I can't recall, like, too much of his background, but I'm pretty sure he's had a kind of a rocky one, from what I recall, which would make for good content. You know, directors would want to uh, uh, hear that and, and produce that and, you know, show it to the world. And I bet Sam kind of heard, you know, Rodney's final words you know, of the documentary and had a light bulb moment going as well. He's probably like leaned in and sniffles and you know, holding back tears and kind of whispers to Rodney like, that was beautiful. Now, can you please, no offense though, stop talking. Yeah, can you, can you kind of shut up? I need this content. I need this, this wisdom for another documentary down the road. Okay, so no more, no more words, please, Rodney. No more, no offense, dude. Just please hold those thoughts. But that got me thinking, too. I'm like, I could probably get behind a Rodney Mullen documentary, but, but, key but, I wouldn't be able to sit through a two-hour one, though. No way in hell. They'd have to do, like, a two- 
or three or four part kind of docu series, you know, only because I, I I would need a a few days for my brain to process all the nuggets that Rodney would drop, you know, in between the episodes. I would need that. That's that's selfishly for me. I'd have to reevaluate. I'd have to reevaluate my relationship with skateboarding once again, you know, and get basically skateboarding's full forgiveness for my lack of its passion towards it, even though I have massive amounts of passion for it. But Rodney chatting for more than an hour in one sitting would be a little much for me, though. For me, probably for everyone, right? But how? How are? What would they name it, though? You know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. You know, the best title is already taken until the wheels fall off. Tony, that's Tony's documentary. Until the wheels fall off, too, or again. Oh, here we go. Rodney Mullen walking the dogs home. Oh wait, no, I'm patting myself on the on the back right there. Oh, yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Rodney Mullen walking the dogs home. You're welcome. I don't think, I don't know if Sam Jones is going to run with that, but any documentary filmmaker other, you can use that. Just, just to thank me in the credits. Who knows? But I'm sure they'll figure it out. But skaters and non skaters, like I said, are going to enjoy this. Many have already seen it. It's a fantastic documentary. I know I did. So check it out yesterday. It's about two hours long. I think even if you don't have HBO, you can just sign up for a trial, I believe, and just cancel it, you know? I, I, mean, I highly recommend it. It's a great documentary. Well worth it. Hopefully some of the stuff I talked about today maybe will entice you to do that. But Tony's story, the, the way it was presented, it was amazing, and I learned so much about the guy, even though I, I knew so much about the guy, if that makes sense. So let me know your thoughts. quick water break let's see let's see what else did i check out this week i did actually get to see a few videos oh uh daniel lebron's his tightest part that was fire yeah and i wanted to point out the guy's 46 still killing it yeah is there a theme for this episode like older skaters still killing it he too is gonna ride until the wheels fall off you know and it's only four minutes 14 seconds of just Great lines, you know, Daniel's not asking too much of your time. And don't think I didn't notice those uh, visit decks, too. You know, I'm so Ryan was just like, yeah, hell yeah. So well done, Daniel. Great video. Let's see what else. Uh, also, remember a few episodes when I said you have to give, you know, my man, OG McGee, at least, what, six or so episodes? You know, just give him a chance. I don't think I've seen him since. Or maybe I just don't understand the whole like caffeine TV collaboration. Didn't anyone else like sign up for that? Do, am I do I not understand? Because here's what I'm thinking: it is 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 it only live on caffeine TV and then they post it on YouTube later, or is there only strictly like caffeine TV content that you can only see on that? And maybe that's where McGee is, and they don't post it to YouTube. I mean, is, is OG McGee okay? That's my main concern. Did he have a concussion? I did notice that they had a new episode of The Skate Show with Chris Chan and Steve Barra. But <laughs> oh, I can't I couldn't stop laughing after seeing, you know, how, like because I was looking on my phone and you could see a preview of the comments. So the the, the top comment there. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me focus. Let me focus. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get through this. It's gonna be fine. It said, quote, blink five times really fast if you need help, Chris. <laughs> 
now I need to watch it because I'm wondering, like, was that was that live um, the caffeine on Caffeine TV? And then Steve Bear saw that comment. <laughs> so that was freaking hilarious, Johnny. I didn't write down your last name, but blink five times really fast if you need help, Chris. <laughs> Uh, that made my day. That was classic. So, yeah, I didn't get to see the video because I just started laughing. So, anyway, but so now I'm going to have to actually watch this. He blinks five times. I did check out the Chris Jocelyn ver- versus uh, Aurelian Giroux, that match. That one was closer than I thought it would be. Yeah, you know, that was a pretty good one. And I just can't keep up with all the content they're cranking out now. You know, they got Battle at the Barracks. They have Fight Nights. They have Skaters Are Hot with Eric Costner. I'm like, I have no idea what that series is going to be about. Uh, Chris Cole's Battle Royale, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's great and all, but I want to know where the hell OG McGee is. I need answers, damn it. Oh, and finally, as I'm recording this, 23 hours ago, five days in the bay with Ashad. I have not watched it yet. I, I was just about, like, I was like, maybe I can watch it and talk about it. But I'm like, you know what? Hell no, Rick. you got to watch it on the TV, dude. So I'm going to watch that hopefully hopefully tonight or maybe tomorrow. But I need to watch that on TV. I'm not going to even, because, and I could probably talk about it in advance right now. I'm going to be, I'm going to probably complain how smooth he skates, how effortless it looks, and his smile, and just how I'm jealous that I can't skate like that. I know I'm just kind of speaking it before I watch it, because... We all know how amazing he is. And all I got to say is, oh, damn it. If you if you were a listener last year, you know I was going to take a break from talking. Like, literally, I was going to spend this whole year not mentioning it, uh, talking about it. I'm talking about the acronym for that one award that happens every year. See, I'm trying to beat around the bush here. And I'm holding true to that. I'm holding true to that. But I easily could have mentioned it after I saw Ashad. I'm like, dude, okay, here's a connection. I'm gonna I'm treading lightly here. I'm trying to beat around the bush. His teammate, Mason Silva, all I gotta say is sporad not sporadically, um, throughout the year, in certain chunks, not all back ended on the in quarter four, release parts throughout the year when he, you know, did what he did a couple years ago. And I am seeing that with a shot. Yeah, I think I'm I'm in the clear. I didn't mention it and talk about. It. Do you get what I'm saying? Without saying it, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna watch that hopefully tonight or tomorrow. It's gonna be amazing on my TV screen in the living room. Can't wait to check that out. So what have you guys been tuning into? Let me know if I missed anything this past week. You know, the wife had the surgery, collarbone is in check. She's got like a rod in there. Everything's, you know, moving forward. So that is all good. Thank you guys for asking about that and checking in. I love you guys very much. So, yeah, with that being said, thanks for tuning in, you guys. We'll see you next week.